Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. All right, Roosters finished the year really well. If you look at the from round twenty to essentially the semi final, they lost only three games. They lost only three games. So I'll say this: really impressive that he that Trent Robinson got them to turn around. I think it shows this really, as we always say, a tough underbelly. It shows you a club with a good culture, a really good culture, in my opinion. But even in their streak, I didn't think they were anywhere near where they should be as a side. And I think that you look at the fact they lost to Melbourne down in Melbourne, and then you look at how much better Brisbane are, Brisbane and Penrith were than the rest of the comp, that's actually where the Roosters should be. The standard of footy we saw in the grand final or the standard of footy we saw from Brisbane and Penrith this year, in my opinion, that's what we should have been seeing from the Roosters with the roster they had heading into this season. So I would still class this as a disappointing year for the Roosters even though they had an incredible run at the back end of the year and did so well to get into the finals, I still think it's a, um, a disappointing year. What do you reckon, boys? Yeah, you expect more from them, don't mm. you? Note I said them, not us. <laughs> Those playing at home. Well, it's because you don't want to take responsibility when they play poorly, but when you win the premierships, you kept saying us. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just becoming sort of more of the same, the Chooks, isn't it? Yeah. Year after year, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, there is just there is way too much talent on this side for them not to be. And you know, we're talking about a team getting to a semi final and saying how wildly disappointed we are, and you know they got beat by Melbourne on the last play of the game. Mm. But you do expect more from them, don't yeah. you? But I also think you know when you're rolling in at 14th by round 20, it's like clear evidence that the cert whatever it is, there's certain tactics whether whether it be preseasons, whether it be you know, choices made with selections, whatever it is. And look, I understand they had injuries through the year. Something's got to change there because it's been quite a few years now that they've not been this slow, but slow. That is unbelievable. They were 14th at round 20, oh, the end of round crazy. 20. Crazy. It is crazy. It's bizarre. 
Mm. And yet there are some people out there that would be – look, I actually think a lot of Roosters fans would be with how, it, how bad it looked, with how it ended, were pretty like, you know what, yeah, all right, yeah. Timmy, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, and, and I think people will remember that season like this going, oh, you know, they came together well, they fought hard late, they, they showed Ticker to make, you know, week two of the finals, almost week three of the finals. But this is a side that I think they were favourites to win the comp at the start of the year. Oh, close. If like not favourites, just, just behind. behind. Penrith, yeah. Just behind the Penrith Panthers. Mm. And they've gone out week two of the finals to a Melbourne Storm side that went on and got belted the next week. Like, I just think it's been a, an enormously disappointing season for them. As you said, Kempi, it's, it's a credit to them that they were able to pick themselves up and get to where they did from where they were. But that can't, you know, paper over the fact that this side, this squad heavily underperformed this year. And if you're looking at this side, points per game, 15th. When you look at that roster mm. and you say they're going to have the 15th best attack in the comp, you would be laughed out of rugby league never to be seen again. Uh, their attack, whoever is responsible for their attack, they need a huge shake-up. Whoever the person is specifically. Now, now, to be fair, they did lose their two assistant coaches over the last couple of years, and, and I understand that. But whatever method their attack and coaches and Trent Robinson is using to put that attack together... It, it needs to be flipped on its head. Um, now, heading towards the end of the season, I do feel that they simplified things and that actually made their attack better. I do feel like they did look better with Sam Walker in the side, but again, in the finals, they only beat Sharkies 13-12 and they only beat Melbourne 18. Uh, sorry, they lost to Melbourne and they only scored 13 points. Yeah, I, I sort of I look at the back end of that season and I you know I, I look back to a, a couple of years ago they had all the injuries they finished fifth and <coughs> Robbo really did build the game around Sam Sam Walker mm. and I felt like at the back end of the season he did the same and I agree with you, you know, they only just won those games they didn't score a stack of points but they also played five weeks of finals footy leading mm. up to that like that team they were out on their feet they were mm. just playing on fumes and just pure grit mm. I, I think. You know, basing everything around Sam Walker is the way to go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that what, what's proven for them this year is that without Sam Walker <laughs> in this side, they lack attacking potency, which is crazy to think. Like with a team with Teddy, Suwali'i, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. But they really just, when they get in good ball, they just don't have that, you know, Kiri, I think Kiri has changed his game a little bit. I don't think he's as, a couple of years ago, what was he known for? high speed at the line, digging real deep and also ball running. And obviously he's pulled that back a little bit for, for good reason. Like you've got to protect your body. And I think that he, he has a lot to offer in this style of play. But if he has pulled it back, it needs to be Sam Walker that pulls the trigger. So when you say, both of you, but Guru particularly about everything needs to revolve around Sam Walker and that's when they look at their best, what does this mean exactly because does this mean he needs to play like a Nathan Cleary where he runs the show and steers the ship? Does this mean Luke Keary plays where he stays tighter in around the middle of the field and gets around and then Sammy Walker swoops both sides and, and you know, you know he's getting the ball off Keary and he's the key attacking man? How do you see it? Uh, I would have it very similar to how Cronulla played Nico Hines. He just is control of everything. Everything. Okay. See, I, I was, I'd be a little bit different. I'd be more along the lines of... Kiri plays at the middle of the field and 
especially in good ball, it's about getting Sam Walker the ball when he wants the ball, where he wants the ball. Sweeping almost more is that the 5-8, playing both sides and the key man in attack. To, to a degree. And the, the, the tough thing about that, though, is, is they already tried that. With, yeah. They put Walker at six and they put Kira at seven and it didn't work. But I'm a little bit, re- like a bit reluctant to go the route with Guru of, you know, Nico Hines essentially gets the ball whenever he wants it because I get concerned, is that too much for Sam Walker to handle? Like, because he's so off the cuff. He's such a free-natured mm. player. I worry that he'll get a bit bogged down in the structured side of things. Mm. Now, I don't know if my answer's right or Guru's answer's mm. right. I don't think anyone does. Yeah. And I don't think the Roosters do. And that's why I'm, I was really curious to get your thoughts because mm. they've been trying to work it out for two years. And like, I still don't feel much more confident than 12 months ago about what the best makeup of these, these the halves is and how these two operate together. All I'd know is watching that back end of the season, where did Sam Walker come alive? It was when they had good ball in their 20, we would see mm. him do some crazy, you know, footwork, great balls. I, we didn't really, and maybe there was at times where coming out of his own end, he was damaging. And I, I apologise if I'm forgetting and happy to put my hand up and mm. say I got that wrong. But I don't recall many times where it was his incredible play out of his own half that was getting line breaks. I mean, for example, the Broncos, they were the kings of that. Out of their own half, Ezra Mann would just do some fucking mental. Whereas I, Sam Walker's more of a, when you've got good ball, just give it to him and he'll mm. work something out. But I, I'm I'm no more confident than Guru is as to if that's the answer. I really not. Yeah, and I don't know if I came across confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not confident. I don't know because I... But I do, I do know, what I do know for sure is with the current roster they've got, Sam Walker needs to be the guy. How you ha- make that happen, I'm not yeah. sure. Um, in regards to the team, like you look at their defence and it was amazing. And, and seriously, they got into the second week of the finals purely through grit, just grit. Um, some real standouts for the year. Lindsay Collins. Talk about a big game front rower. We talk about big game halves, big game fullbacks, big game wingers. Lindsay Collins this year was the biggest big game front rower in the comp. Yep. You know, if you take out the grand final and you just looked at in season, the amount of times he stepped up was sh- like shocking, shocking the amount of like. And what's crazy is heading into Origin, we didn't watch as much footage as Billy Slater did. So we're all sitting here going, look, is Lindsay Collins even going to make this side? No, Roosters are struggling. And Billy Slater came out early on and said, if you actually watch footage of Lindsay <coughs> Collins, he's been doing this all year. You just haven't noticed it because the Roosters are struggling. Boy, was he right. I am blown away with the development of Lindsay Collins over the last few years. It has been amazing. And I don't know. I've, I've, I don't know if it's just the way that Billy Slater talks. I don't know if the rest of us just don't know what we're looking at. But didn't Billy just make you feel like it's been right in front of you the entire yeah. fucking time? <laughs> like it was obvious. Blindfold on. Yeah. <laughs> it, seriously, like it was obvious. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Billy Slater makes you feel so stupid, don't you? Like, yeah. oh. You idiot. Well, you couldn't see Lindsay Collins was, could do a match-winning try in an origin? You idiot. <laughs> you didn't know he could jump over the top of James Jessica? Have you watched footy before? Do you, yeah, are you even a rugby league fan? <laughs> Jesus. Um, some other big, big wins for the Roosters is Terrell May. I mean, couldn't come at a perfect time. Hargreaves heading Ooh. towards the end of his career, and then Terrell May pops up, and all of a sudden he's a quality, quality front rower. Uh, I have concerns for the Roosters going to the next year, which we'll, we'll talk about in the preview potty later on. But Terrell May, gee, he plugs a big hole that was one of my biggest concerns for. for sure. Just that middles and that depth. And with and, and again, it could be another case of Slater with Collins. That might be Robbo to Terrell May. I knew I had this bloke all along. Yeah. Whereas we're going, he's just popped up. Mm. Um, 
But well, what, in, what in Rooster's defence, he did. I'm pretty sure there were interests from Storm and also potentially Panthers. And Roosters were like, "No, we want to keep you." Yeah. Yeah. So they must have seen maybe not this much, but they must have seen something. Yeah, to be like, they knew nah. they were under something. Yeah. Um, another guy I want to talk about. I really liked the end of Victor Radley's year. I really did. Like there was a period in this year, midway through the year, I'm sitting there going, like. Could we see one of the most talented ball-playing locks squandered and become just a butler that kind of just gets through his work but never really cemented in the, in the first-grade uh, team, as 13 at least? And then by the end of the year, he just simplified his game and said, you know what, I'm going to run hard, tackle hard. And he was outstanding in my opinion. That was the key. He just simplified it. Yep. It's all they needed him to do. And you even have a look at you know his numbers from the back end. They're good. But they're not like mind-blowing 2018, 2019 yeah. numbers. But he is just so important just to be out there for that footy side. Yeah. And it was so evident towards the back end of the season. And, you know, I've, I've, I've spoken about him for years, about his ball playing, how much I love it. He just tucked it under his arm and he went yeah, hard. Just went. Made such a difference for this <clears throat> trick side. It, I think that he's not the only one. We speak about Isaiah. Yeah, I think there actually have been a few locks that have almost – and it's, I don't think it's even the locks' fault. I think coaches have fallen in love with that ball-playing lock. Like, that's the rave. It's the ball playing lock, the ball playing lock. Isaiah, yo, look what he's done. Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and I think that it's taken this year for people to go, look, it is great to be a ball playing lock. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you're still a forward that needs a fucking truck nut. Yeah. Yeah. And if you start ball playing too much, you know, you're, you're essentially losing a middle forward. Well, yeah, exactly. You're basically a bad halfback. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're a... You're, yeah, a, you're basically an overweight, slow, <laughs> terrible, reserve-grade halfback. Pretty much. You can't pass as well. You're not as quick. You um, don't run. Yeah, you don't run. So all, all the good stuff that you bring, yeah. whereas you, you should be a dangerous ball runner that has the ability to pass. You're a 37-year-old bush footy reserve-grade halfback. Exactly. That's what you would... If you just pass, that's what yeah. you are. But that, so Isaiah Yo is that. <laughs> just a few premises. Well, well, sorry, what was that for a couple of games? <laughs> and so I think that as a message, if I was a coach, I'd be sending to a lot of players, a lot of locks, sorry, is you are a forward with footwork and explosive contact that has the ability to ball play. You are not a ball playing lock. Do you know what I'm saying? The, that ball playing first, I think it might confuse some locks these days mm. and I think that we're starting to see guys like Isaiah Yo, guys like Victor Adley go you know what I'm fucking a forward I'm going to hit it up then when I get the opportunity to ball play I'll do it Ken Murray was guilty of it for a, a yep. short period this year yeah for sure for sure uh, and another one with Radley just good to see him play 29 games with a history of head knocks and missing yeah. games and injuries just stringing games together good yep. to see absolutely and really his only time away was suspension this year mm. So, yeah, I'm really happy for Victor Radley because he's a character. He's a real character of the game and still only 25 years old. Like, so much footy ahead of him. Um, That's unbelievable. He's only 25. 25. Yeah. Unbelievable. Can be, I thought uh, Sandon Smith was one hell of a find this year. Mate. I've been so impressed with him. He obviously started – not started the season, but he played during the season at halfback. I loved him when he was playing there. Then moved into the 14 role and there was a couple of games in the finals that uh, they genuinely don't win if he wasn't in the team. I think the game against Cronulla, he came on and came up with a couple of huge plays. And then their last game against Melbourne, I think he laid on the two tries or whatever it was. Ball he threw to Lindsay Collins. Um, I think it will be very interesting to see where it all lands between him and Connor Watson. Mm. Shit. I think I would prefer to have Sandon as my fourteen at the moment. Yeah, it's a tough one because, like, Connor at his best and Sandon at his best, you know, you'd, Connor would probably get the 
the nod. But the thing with Sandon at the moment, at least, you know, he's playing a lot of footy. He's on the field, whereas Connor obviously struggling with injury a little bit. It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I, I just think Connor, like, I think Connor is a better. I think in this side they probably need him. I think they need more of an extra hooker than an extra sort of lock the mm. role. Connor, I, I, I just think. Sandor, like I'm not saying Sandor's a better player than Connor. I think Sandor suits this team better and what they're actually looking for out of a 14. He can obviously cover fullback. He can jump in the centres, halves. Whereas I don't think Connor, he's versatile, but I don't think he offers you as much as Sandor does for what they need. What they need specifically. Yeah. Because they have so many versatile forwards yes. like a Victor Radley in that. Yeah. But if you didn't have Victor, you didn't have Angus, these guys can play multiple positions. Then you would need Then it Connor. maybe changes. But mm. with the team they've got, mm. yeah. Connor can play... I mean, you could argue maybe Sandin can too, but like Connor can play one, six, seven, nine, thirteen. It's a tough one. I, I, I think if Connor was injury free right now, it would be a probably a different discussion. I think the injury is probably. I think if he was injury free, we're not even having the discussion. Yeah, probably, probably. No, I like Sandon. I reckon he's he's the, the man. One I'll be going for what for. they want. Yep. Um, well. I've massive news, but it's, don't worry. Now, what's the news? Uh, Cleary ruled out the Pacific Championship. Wow, because of the, the hip drop yeah. on his knee. So MCL then. Yeah. Sweet. So he's just had one of the greatest performances ever. He was on one leg. <laughs> Jesus. That makes his performance even crazier. Yes. Yep. What? What the hell? Who is this guy, man? Have they replaced him with anyone yet, Matty? Be DCE, surely. No, sorry. I mean, like in the squad, like they bring in another halfback or anything? Let me find out. I nah, guess that no, no, yeah. no decision has been made. I like that for disappointing that he's out for us, obviously. I love for DCE in the, in the back end of his career that he can go in, he's the guy for us again. And I have full confidence in him doing and the he, job. And, and I think it's good for DCE too is it's almost, and not to say he can't make the side next year, but it could be a swan song for him. Could Whereas be. like the World Cup, because he got you know, replaced at the end of the World Cup, it was almost, you'd hate to see DCE, that be his last game for yep. Australia. Um, who do they bring in? I'm trying to think. Well, when you've got like guys like Benny Hunt and these guys in the squad, do you bring in another halfback yeah. or do you? Sean Johnson is Australian, isn't he? Did you just bring in Nico? <laughs> Nico yeah, I don't mind that shout, Nico. Give Nico, him some experience. Yeah. Because he can obviously cover multiple positions as well. Anyway, we'll get... We'll, fuck. See, it's funny. People listening to this, the announcement would have been announced days ago. Oh, yeah, true, <laughs> true. Adam Reynolds. Bring him in. Seriously. Him okay. Nico. Now, another bloke I want to give massive raps to. Wong, 20 years old. I, f- I picked him when he was about 14. I knew he was going to be great. <laughs> I got him when he was 30. <laughs> Speak to him about us. Yeah, it's good to see him burst onto the scene. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I said at the start of the year that I think he's a very good player, but it was going to take time. It did take him time, but what I love is that we got to... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The biggest games of his career, and he played his best footy. He was unreal for them, and I think he will be full strength. I think he'll be a starting back role for them next year. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens with Angus Crichton. Obviously, the union has withdrawn their offer, allegedly. Um, the Kangaroos would have won that series by the time this podcast goes live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. It's good from you. Just uh, trying to think. Yeah, all good. Nat Butcher. Shout out to Nat Butcher. I thought he was outstanding. 